0: Let's travel the world together. She can make it easy, and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bag checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds. Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling. There's no doubt. B-b-b-b- Betty and the Jets. Queen. She's wearing high heel shoes, got her wings on too. You know I never seen a better stew. Oh. And the jets.
1: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and pilots, and from traveling around the world. This episode is mainly about my trip to the Falkland Islands because that trip so much happened that it was worth a part two. So we have stories about penguins, house calls, grunts, birds, and terrible flights. The music for this show I recorded in the waterfront in Cape Town, South Africa. Let's get on the show. said that an elephant seal could weigh like 800 pounds. And I googled it. And elephant seals can weigh up to 8,800 pounds and reach up to 20 feet in length. These things are gigantic. So I <laughs> the morning uh at sea lion island, um, the night before we had walked to see if we could see orcas, and they said the best time to see orcas is at sunset and sunrise. And sunrise, and it's different there because you know the sun doesn't go down till like eight thirty, and it's up I think it's up at like five so you would get to get up at four I wasn't sleeping much but I thought I'm not going to miss this when am I going to be back here again to see um killer whales orcas so uh <laughs> I get up and I I knew where I was going because we went the night before and with other people but now I'm by myself so they have this type of grass in the Falkland Islands it's called tussock grass and it can grow like to three meters tall and live for 200 years and forms the single most important wildlife habitat in the Falklands. But so this is really tall grass. So you can, you can have, you go around it. So you can't really see what's in front of you because you're walking around the tussock grass. There was a guy, uh, there was a couple the couple I liked so much um, on sea lion Island. Uh, He, they would get up early, walk down to the orca pool. And he said, um, you can just sit in the middle of the tussock grass, and he'd fall asleep. <laughs> let his wife watch <laughs> for the orcas and wake him up <laughs> if there's a sighting. And so I'm walking along the path, minding my own business, wanting to go see the orcas, and there is a giant elephant seal bull in the path, and he growled at me. And let me tell you, his face and that growl—I was like. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going back, I'm going back I don't need to see the orcas (laughs) I'm not going to get in your way See ya As I was taking those little planes around the Falkland Islands and I was see like a homestead out really in the middle of nowhere I mean, uh, there's no roads that even go there and so I I asked the doctor um, that I was sitting with uh, before I found out he was snuggling with the wildlife I'm like, what What happens if somebody needs medical attention in one of these places and they're so remote? He goes, oh, no, we didn't, we make house calls uh, by the plane. And I was like, you, what? You what? Because <laughs> you don't ever hear that anymore. He's like, no, no, we go. We make house calls by plane. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was talking to this lawyer as I was waiting for uh, my taxi. And um, he said... I don't know how we started talking about it. I think I was talking about how cute the penguins are, or we were talking about the war. I don't know, but he said, "Oh, on South Georgia Island, the British soldiers um, would do like a flyby over the penguins, a, a plane. And now this was um, a long time ago, and I guess the penguins weren't used to airplanes, so they would this. The plane would fly right over the penguins, close to them. They'd all look up and fall down." <laughs> And the British soldiers were just doing it as penguin entertainment. I tend to talk to everyone. It's a problem. (laughs) Anyway, I had lots of different taxi drivers and stuff. And the one guy's name was Nobby. And I was like, "Um, is that your real name? And he's like, no, it's a nickname. And I said, well, why do they call you Nobby? And he said, ask my wife. (laughs) Yeah, I was at the hotel, and there was this pretty girl. She kind of looked like Jennifer Lawrence, but if Jennifer Lawrence was kind of like a no-makeup, kick-ass, outdoors person. (laughs) But she was very upset, and I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm the tour leader on this ridiculously hard trip to South Georgia Island, and my other tour leader is not making it. And, you know, there's only the one flight once a week, and he missed his flight in Santiago because his taxi driver, he told him he was going to the Falkland Islands, and the taxi driver took him to the international terminal, but you have to go to Punta Arenas first, which is a domestic flight, and so he missed his flight to Punta Arenas, which is then going to fly to the Falklands, so she is now on her own. Oops. Falkland Islands they're very concerned about um, the wildlife health and spreading disease and there's a bird flu so everywhere you go they ask you to wash your boots in like disinfectant they don't want to they don't want to harm the animals you know which is nice but they also so then all the hotels um, on the islands they have like a mud room. so they have a room where you come in so first, outside, you put your feet in the disinfectant, and then you take your shoes off in the mudroom, in your jacket, and there's hooks for your jacket, and there's shelves for your boots. And then you walk inside, either in your socks or in what they call indoor shoes. So um, they don't want to bring it out. Now, there's a lot of poop out there. <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird thing to say. But there's a lot of poop out there. The poop from the... the the sheep and poop from the ducks and the waterfowl and from the penguins and from the elephant seals there's just poop everywhere so it probably makes sense you wouldn't want all that poop in your hotel or what really is their house right so uh (laughs) sea lion island uh i was putting my jacket up you know a lot of jackets are black and um so i said i said to the owner i said uh do people accidentally put on other people's jacket? He goes, oh, yeah, there's definitely jacket thieves. And there's also shoe thieves. And I was thinking, really? Because the shoes are a little more, you know, personal. He goes, I know I, I, he said, I came in from outside and I was like, where are my indoor shoes? And here comes a guest out of the, their room and uh, they're wearing my shoes. And I was like, Whoa, well, what? Why are you wearing my shoes? And the the guy goes, I thought they were just communal indoor shoes. And he's like, no, (laughs) those are my shoes. So they have shoe thieves and jacket thieves in the Falkland Islands. I'm now leaving Sea Lion Island to go to Pebble Island. That's where my driver had been held captive for 30 days. But, uh, We leave um, Sea Lion, fly to Stanley, get on another plane where we're told they basically figure out who needs to go where and look for the most efficient way to get people going where they want to go, right? Uh, And so they're going to take, there's four of us going to Pebble and two people going to Carcass. So we're going to go to Carcass first, drop them off, then go to Pebble. And um, Carcass is the furthest west of the Falklands. So we, it was an hour from Stanley. So we got a fantastic view of all of the Falklands. It was actually the little plane rides were part of the fun, a big part of the fun. So um, <laughs> I hadn't been getting a lot of sleep. I stood, I stayed up with the owner of the sea lion uh, lodge and um, Rose and Stephen. And we stayed up till midnight. And I got to get up because I got to try to see the, the, orcas and um i hadn't been getting a lot of sleep right (laughs) like like the whole time basically so now i'm really enjoying this plane ride and it's a little noisy right a little plane and i'm falling asleep i wanted to stay awake but i was sleeping and um, i was sleeping on the approach to carcass island and what woke me up was i could hear the propellers slowing down right so i'm like okay we're, we're landing and um then I was not prepared. It looked like we were going to fly straight into a mountain slash hill. And then we went over the hill and then we like turned and turned and swayed. <laughs> and it was quite the scary approach. I took a video of it, and put it on Instagram. It just didn't translate uh, how scary it was. And I was traveling with three Russian um, youngish people. They're digital nomads. They travel around uh we land safely and the two people get off and the pilot gets off to help them with their luggage and uh the russians are going man that was scary wow i thought i thought that was it for us you know and so the pilot comes back and i go um uh, that was that was slightly scary and then the russian there was a a couple and then another guy traveling with them so the husband goes slightly scary that that was ridiculously scary. And then the pilot goes, "Oh, yeah, I should probably warn passengers before um, about the approach on carcass." And he's the the husband, the Russian husband's like, "Yeah, think." And he goes, "Yeah, I should also probably warn people when we're landing on Pebble Beach." And then the the Russian husband goes, um, "What? What? What did you say about Pebble? Because <laughs> this is where we're going next." And he's thinking of that scarier the one with, than the one we just did on Carcass where it looked like we were crashing and he goes oh yeah we're not doing that today but um, in the winter that uh, runway which is grass uh, gets really wet and so we land on the beach on Pebble Island Beach and he goes I have to warn the people because you know looks like we're going into the ocean <laughs> and he said it takes a little more planning because you have to worry about the tides was kind of crazy flying. People ask me, how do I get so much done? Where do I get the energy? You know, I work full time. I'm always planning a trip. I'm always traveling and I do the podcast. And when I say I do the podcast, I record, I edit, upload. I do it all myself. Well, I have a new secret weapon. It's a little elixir with nootropics called Magic Mind. It's energy, motivation, and flow all in a little bottle and it tastes good. It's got matcha, lion's mane, turmeric, and ashwagandha and I love it. Magic Mind is where magic meets science. It's for your best you. So you can get 56% off a first subscription or 20% off a one-time purchase if you go to magicmind.com slash bettysky and use my code bettysky. I tell you, it works great. So now I'm on Pebble Island and I got, I signed up for a tour and we got to go to all the plane crashes and, you know, it's... It's emotional. Uh, the war was forty years ago between Argentina and England over the Falklands, and the the feelings are very raw on both sides. There's there's strong feelings, and it's not over. And so, um, you talk to people on both sides, and it's just um. It's hard to explain, but like then when you see the plane crashes and you see the wheel and you see the rudder and you see, and it's like, uh, it all brings it back home. But then let's get back to the happier penguin stuff. <laughs> I got to see penguin chicks on Pebble Island. I That was so exciting. And then the rock hoppers, they are so cute. The way they hop and you could sit there and they'd be coming up from the water and they would hop right by you. And then I got to see some rock hoppers do their little reunion thing. Because, you know, the one penguin goes out to eat. He comes back and then they all look the same, you know. But he finds his mate and then they do a little, they do like a, a little yell dance kind of thing. And then they switch and the one gets over on the and then the other one's kind of like yippee I get I get some time off and I get to go for a swim and eat <laughs> and I get to see all of it which is just um, the whole place was amazing and driving home from that tour uh, so there's like all that on Pebble you have the Magellanic you have the rock hoppers and uh, the king aren't really there but we saw one king one lone king one lone uh, macaroni penguin Yeah, who kind of looks like Donald Trump, you know, because they have that funny haircut and the macaroni one is there. It's kind of (laughs) orange. I'm sorry, that could be, I try not to be controversial on this podcast. But um, let's just say that that macaroni penguin looks like a certain former president. (laughs) So um, we're driving home at the end of the tour. It was a great day. And here's one king penguin up on the beach looking around and i know you're not supposed to put human emotions on animals and um but that king penguin i think he was lost and his face he's looking around going this don't look this don't look right well, i think I, he was probably going to volunteer point where all the king penguins are <laughs> he took a wrong turn he's looking around and it's like yeah man you're lost <laughs> Okay, so now on uh, Pebble Island, there was a Canadian nurse who I really enjoyed spending time with. And we ended up, we were sort of like a day off. Um, so I saw her one night on Sea Lion, one night on Pebble, then back in Stanley, and then the disastrous fly home. <laughs> but I'm um, having dinner with her. The food was really good. It'd be like a three-course meal, which is very impressive. Because like on Sea Lion, they said they get provisions by a boat once every two months, and the fact that they can cook for that many people and do such a nice job. Anyway, I'm with my Canadian nurse friend, who I liked so much, and I learned that her grandmother... Part of the reason she was there is her grandmother was born and raised on the Falkland Islands before moving to Canada. And so she wanted to see her grandmother's homestead. But uh, like I mentioned before, you have to have permission by the landowners and um, that can be difficult. And so uh, I'm sitting there with dinner. I'm like, well, you have to try. You have to try. You know, you're here. You have to try to see um, she thought maybe the house would be kind of like ruins of a house because it's her great-grandmother. And so the next day, she's leaving to get on her ficus flight. And who is sitting in the back seat? It holds like six people. <laughs> Who's sitting in the back seat holding a baby lamb? Holding a one-day-old baby lamb, but the owners of the farm that is next to her grandmother's farm. So she was able to go out there and get an idea of where her grandmother was. Um, lived. But not only that, the nice pilot, those pilots were fantastic. I actually, when I was leaving Pebble Island the next day, I got to sit in the front seat and have the headphones on and get the great view. And it was, it was thrilling. But my Canadian nurse friend, her pilot, she said, yes, well, my family's homestead is the Fitzroy. And he's like, oh, I'll fly. He did a flyby over where she could take pictures of her grandmother's house. I mean this place just like magic so I have a beef with AI so um a few months back I don't know five months back a listener had sent me this uh he's like you know there's this free uh audio editing that takes out noise and I know my audio isn't great compared to like, you know, people with professional outfits or whatever. Um, and so it didn't take that long. So the last however many months I've been running it through that. AI, I didn't realize when I first, he told me about it. It's an AI editor, It AI audio editor. It's free. I mean, you get two hours free a month. But guess what? My last episode, my big episode of the year, my big November trip, my Falkland Island podcast, I had recorded all the music, uh, all the animals making sounds, you know, so there were penguins and sea lions and elephant seals um, and caracaras and and that gosh darn AI editing software edited out all. So there was no, it was just blank space. And, I, and so guess who is done with AI audio editor software and not doing it again because i don't want to run into that i had to like go back and re-upload it and one of the things that's interesting on a trip is you, you meet these people and you end up spending days with them them so this nice canadian nurse um the one that was there to see her grandmother i saw her on sea lion island and i ended up seeing her one day i was like a day ahead of her uh And then I saw her for one day on Pebble Island. And then I saw her back when we were back in Stanley uh, the day before our flight. And then we spent a bunch of time together at the airport because, you know, we had a crazy flight home. (laughs) Anyway, um, the thing that was funny on Sea Lion Island, the urinalist from the last episode, uh, she kind of wiggled her way into a free guided trip out to see the rock hoppers and um the canadian nurse had walked out there we got a ride because the journalist was saying that you know she would get lost and they'd find her dead somewhere so we got a ride <laughs> but the canadian nurse who i liked so much uh, it's weird, too, because you can spend, you know, days with people. Then you'll never see them again. Uh, it's the nature of travel. But I really liked her. And uh, she, <laughs> she was at the Rockhoppers before we got there. And she had... Um, been looking at the comorants you know it's a type of bird an interesting type of bird and she was thinking god they're so beautiful she must have taken like 400 pictures she was like look their eyes are so blue wow they're so beautiful and then the russian people uh, she got there must have got there you know 20 minutes before walking before the russian uh, there were these russian um youngish young people digital nomads um there were three of them and uh, so the three of them Come up, and she's like saying, "Look how beautiful these cormorants are! They're so beautiful." And the Russian people started laughing, and she's like, "What?" And then she, the Russian guy, goes to to touch the cormorant, and my nice Canadian nurse was like, "You're not supposed to! Don't touch! Don't touch the wildlife! You're not supposed to touch the wildlife!" And he picks it up. It's a wooden cormorant. She had been taking, you know, hundreds of pictures of wooden fake cormorants. And apparently, so then she came up and asked, since uh, one of the owners was with us giving us our tour, um, she was like, why are there fake birds? <laughs> There's nothing but wildlife here, but there are these fake Birds and they explained, Oh, well, we used to have um, a colony of cormorants here with the rock hoppers, but they left for some reason, and so we put them out there hoping to lure the fake ones out there hoping to lure them back. But she was so impressed with the beauty of the wild wooden (laughs) cormorants. One of the things that was so amazing to me uh, for my trip to the Falkland Islands is how close the penguins got to you. That they really weren't concerned about people. Uh, I guess maybe they've always been around people their whole life. I don't know. Um, maybe they know we're not a predator. Uh, but so you could sit. Like uh, the one place I went on Pebble Island, you could sit on the rocks and the and the. The penguins would come up, either waddle, 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 or the rock hoppers, hop, 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 hop. And they would stop, like, say, six feet from you. And they'd look around. They'd look you up and down. The only predator they have that I know of is sea lions. So they kind of look you up and down, go, uh, nope, nope, not a sea lion. So then they'd waddle, waddle, waddle right on by you. they get so close. or the like, hop, 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 waddle, waddle, waddle. <laughs> I loved it. I was on my way to the Falkland Islands and I was taking notes so I could leave my book <laughs> and um, some of the notes that I took is that the Falkland Islands are one of the safest places in the world. That's impressive. That Stanley is the smallest and most remote capital city in the world. It's interesting how many things are in the world. (laughs) Volunteer Point was named after the Volunteer, a ship who visited in 1815, and Sea Lion Island is one of the best places to see the most endangered birds of prey in the world. The striated... Caracara Cara is locally known as Johnny Rook. The Magellanic penguins are locally known as a jackass because <laughs> they sound like a donkey. And on Sea Lion Island, a system of bonfires were used to signal the mainland before radio in the 1950s. And I was thinking, radio only came in the 1950s? And the one quote that I really liked from the book before I threw it away because I was worried about my weight requirement on the little airline in the Falklands. But the Falkland Islands is one of the world's last great wildernesses. How great is that? I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon. You took an extra second or two, went to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. You can even bookmark it so it's faster. And I like to see what people buy. This past month, somebody bought old stone rectangle pizza stone. Someone else bought Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. And somebody else bought Dr. Stinky Scratch and Sniff Stickers. If you're going to buy something, consider going to my website, bettyinthesky.com, clicking through the Amazon links, and I thank you so very much. (laughs) The Falkland Islands are just such an interesting place. I ran into this guy. uh, I was at the bar at my hotel in Stanley, and uh, he just had a look on his face like he was over it. And I was like... uh, what's wrong? He's like, I've been here for two months. And I was thinking, that sounds like fun to me. But <laughs> he's like, no, I'm doing work here. And my work is done. I just need my equipment to arrive from Punta Arenas, from Patagonia. And um, each week, and you know, there's only the one flight once a week, uh, it doesn't arrive because they have their full passengers and full passenger bags so his equipment gets bumped and he's like I just don't know how long I'm going to be here like uh, how long can this go on (laughs) like is it going to be till winter where there aren't going to be tourists that I can finally get my equipment and I can finally get out of here he's like I've tried every single thing on this menu (laughs) and I he said and now I'm thinking that I need to bribe somebody or something but I don't even know who I'm supposed to bribe (laughs) i met this photographer Uh, i met him he was at sea lion island and then i saw him again in stanley and then on our horrible flight home (laughs) i keep alluding to the horrible flight home but uh this guy was so amazingly talented he his name is eric with a k mom m a l m and he i believe came up with this method of photography where he paints with his camera so he only uses one exposure but he intentionally moves the camera and that his photography was I think the prettiest I have ever seen in my entire life. It was like everything will be blurred except for the face of the bird or it it looks like the most fine art painting but he did it with his for his camera with one exposure. I've already been trying. He said it took him like a 100,000 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I could do it. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, he was very interesting. And I see him on the street in Stanley the day before I'm leaving. I had flown back from Pebble Island. And now we're leaving the next day. And he said, our flight's canceled. And I was like, our flight's canceled? I'm thinking, well, I actually kind of wanted to stay longer. I wished I had. So you could either book seven days Or fourteen days, and I was having trouble getting availability because I I didn't realize all these other people I talked to. Oh yeah, I booked this seven years ago. Oh, I booked this a year in advance. Oh, Saunders Island, you have to book that like six years out. And so I was lucky I got what I did, and I didn't think I'd be able to arrange the two weeks. But I kind of wish I'd stay the two weeks. So if initially when he said it was canceled, I was thinking, can we fly to another island? I got another day. I like woohoo! But uh, I get back to the hotel, and they say, no, it's not. Canceled. Uh, the way La Tom does it is they cancel the one flight and we're just seven hours delayed, which is now a problem for me because I was going to be going Falkland Islands, Punta Arenas, Punta Arenas, Santiago, Santiago, and then back to the United States. And so my flight to the United States was at eleven thirty, so I had like three hours. So if we're seven hours delayed, I'm missing that and I have to spend another night. So I go ahead and book hotel room in Santiago because I'm gonna have to leave the a day late, but. Sometimes you have to pay for <laughs> seeing wonderful wildlife, seeing the ultra cute penguins, <laughs> because that flight, apparently it's not unusual that the flights are late because the winds are so bad on the Falklands. So um, we're now going to be leaving at 9.30 p.m., arriving in Santiago at 4 a.m. because we have to get off in Punta Arenas and we have to uh, pick up our bags and go back through and um they they, and then there was a bombshell that i didn't know about is that you have to leave the hotel six hours before your flight because the internet is so slow it takes so long to check people in and it's like because that airport isn't like a normal airport there's not like a restaurant or anything um there's just like a little shop selling cokes and chocolate and um so we're waiting in line so we get to the airport so now we're leaving the hotel. 3 p.m. for what was supposed to be a 930 flight which is already a long time to sit in the airport and there's a lady who's from Australia and there's certain countries where you need a visa to get into Chile you don't if you're from Europe or the United States and while we're standing in line she's like I think I might have made a mistake because I got a single entry visa to Chile because she thought she'd all be in transit on the way home so she's not entering chile again but see where we were going the falkland islands to punta renas and then punta renas to santiago so we're entering chile and guess what they told her she can't she wasn't getting on the flight that was like a big wah, wah, wah. because again the flight is one flight once a week she was crying because they told her that she needed to get another visa to enter chile and this is saturday the next flight will be the next saturday The next Saturday, she had like a pet sitter at home, and they said she might be able to get a visa by Friday, but if she didn't get that visa by Friday, then she's like there another two weeks. I mean, (laughs) this one flight once a week could be a problem. So now we're at the airport. Luckily, the nice photographer shows us his slideshow as we're sitting there because we're there for so long. Um, And then they make a PA that our flight is late leaving Punta Arenas and the winds and If it doesn't take off, the the weather doesn't look good for the next day. It would probably be Monday. It's kind of like you're like, okay. So um, we ended up sitting at the airport in the Falklands for nine hours. And when the plane took off from Punta Arenas, we were all like, yippee, woohoo, clapping, thinking we are now going to arrive in Santiago at 7 a.m. But what they never told us, and they probably knew, but they thought, just get you off the island, is we thought, so we land in Punta Reynas, We're all excited. We hur- were all hurrying up getting our bags. We had to go back to the ticket counter and now we're going to fly to Santiago. They never told us at any point that we weren't flying to Santiago till the morning. So um, it, by the time we found this out, we only found it out. They didn't even tell us. It wasn't until we're checking our bag and get the new boarding card that somebody noticed that we're leaving at 9 a.m. It's now 3 a.m. So we have six hours at the airport that's closed in Punta Arenas, because there's not normally a flight there then. And um, I ended up having to sleep on the floor. My, that's a first. Never done it before. <laughs> Somebody else, one of the passengers, we all got to know each other because, you know, we had nine hours at the one airport. Now we're having to sleep at the airport. It felt bad for, like, people, like, in a wheelchair and stuff. I mean, that's hard. It's hard. To, it was hard on me. And eventually I was like, this is like security's closed. So there's only so many chairs like it, near the ticket counter part of an airport. This airport only has three gates, so there was only. I saw other people laid on the floor, and I thought, okay. So I just laid down. Later on, somebody goes, "I saw you. You were just kind of sleeping on your back because you couldn't sleep on your side. It was a tile floor. It wasn't even carpeted." Um, she got, They go. You were sleeping like you were in a coffin. Uh, I was like, well, I didn't see any other choice. <laughs> so I ended up arriving. At Santiago, I think it was 1 p.m. We were supposed to arrive at 8 p.m. the day before. I mean, it was a long journey. Now, I start to fly back to the United States. So, and I don't want to get into this because I don't like making controversy, but I ended up in a middle seat on the flight to the United States, and I'm already, like, beyond tired. Sometimes you're just beyond tired. Like it's just too much. And there are some heavy set people on either side of me. Like we're talking really heavy set. So I basically didn't sleep because I either had to be under them or on top of them. Or the only way I could like not have them on me was to sit forward in my seat. Uh, Anyway, anyway, it was worth it. The Falkland Islands were great. And people on Instagram were um, asking me, well, the big question is, did the penguins stink? Because in the last episode I was saying that somebody who went on the Antarctica cruise, um, oh she had to, I'm like, so you saw the penguins and she's like, Penguins stink. Well, they smelled just fine to me. It could be though that's very windy and cold in the Falkland Islands. Maybe if you were around penguins in a hot place, maybe you would smell, but they smelled just fine. And I also learned from my journalist, a positive thing from my journalist, actually when I was flying home, I sat next to the sister who was making the documentary, the producer, and I'm like, Did you meet the the journalist? She's like, Everybody here met the journalist. <laughs> and I said, Well, one thing I learned from her is that um I've always wanted to take that Antarctica cruise, but it's just out of my price range. I mean, this trip was expensive to me. Uh, And um, she said, "Oh, you know, you can fly to Ushuaia, in Argentina." And she said, "Usually, there's somebody who has to cancel for some reason, and you can get the Antarctica trip as at a big discount, like standby." And I was thinking, "Mm, I have to try that. Maybe next year. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time. And I did a little glamping trip uh, for work in South Africa. So I'll tell you about that in the next episode. And I hope you'll join me so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye.
0: take off and the signal is strong. Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. B-b-b-b- Betty and the Jets. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high your shoes.